Oh Jesus, our wise words. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my something. Now listen to my words. Say to oh, my daughters of the preacher man. My God yeah. Oh my sons. Listen to my words. Say to oh, my daughters of the preacher man. My God yeah. yeah. A time to laugh. A time to mourn. A time to dance. A time to embrace the Son of Man. Oh, who are greeting, troubling their whole house. Yeah. Welcome, podcasters out there. This is the Prophet of Nations speaking. Thank you for joining us another week in our podcast broadcast, and we are happy to have you. We appreciate our listeners in the United States, Canada, the Virgin Islands, uh, Turks and Caicos, Islands, Jamaica, Barbados, Grenada, Ethiopia, Singapore, Germany. We're happy to have you to continue to listen in to us. And those who find uh, this podcast are the ones before um, uh, informative. I find it informative. Uh, Sometimes I have to go back and listen, and uh, you know, you can find a nugget or two for yourself. You know, I appreciate you listening. Remember to go to the Way of Holiness Ministries uh, dot com and leave us a prayer request. If you have uh, an issue, if you want us to pray for your country, your city, your your uh, senator, your politician, your parliamentarian, whosoever it may be, we. We will intercede. We are not the one who is distributing the blessing. It's God. But by our faith, things will happen if your heart, those who are asking for the prayer, if your heart is in the right place. Because sometimes we ask for things which is not in the will of God. So before you ask for the, 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 the prayer, you, you make sure you're, 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 you have a sincerity of heart as to what you really need God to do for you. Remember to go to Amazon and uh, check out our books, um, Mishpat, Baptism, written by Courtney Spence. They are there in uh, paperback and Kindle. You know, uh, for the past uh, couple of days, it has been an interesting day throughout the world. You know, the world is on, was on edge. In, in, in every sphere that you can actually think of. But, you know, if you stayed in the word of God, you will not be surprised by the things that is going on in this world. A sinful world, a sinful generation. You know, the Bible speaks of in, in the time of Noah that they were eating, drinking, giving into marriage. They were marrying. They were doing all sorts of things. And then came the flood. In, in Isaiah 59, 19, where he tells you about the, when the enemy come upon you like a flood. So the word flood has been used in a way that it uses as a way of judgment and it has used in a way of the enemy. We cannot, as, as human beings, as a child of God, we cannot be lax when it comes on to the things of God. The world is going to require you to do the things their way. But when God directs you, it's going to be different from the world. Because the world has its norms, it has its way how it does stuff. We have to be in this world, but we, we do not need to be of it if you are a child of God. You don't do everything that you see the world does. Because I'm telling you, you will be awakened with an rude awakening, meaning the things that will happen will shook you so badly that you will lose faith in your very self. Don't be surprised 
Don't be surprised at the world. The world is going places where you don't want to go. Let they who are of the world speak of the world, do the things of the world, and let they do what they do. But we still have to exemplify the things of God. We have to exemplify it. If you're a child of God, you will exemplify the word. Stay in the word. Be of God. Don't follow what the world said and what they do. Let they do their thing. I said this to, to refer to the, 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 the things that has happened in a few days. I'm not a political person, but as a child of God, we, we have to... Um, we have to point out some things that we, we see in front of us based upon what the Word of God has said and what God has shown us. And um, I'm going to read a scripture to you, which is taken from the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 8. 1 Samuel 8. And it says, And it came to pass, when Samuel was old, that he made... Um, let, let me go over that again. He said, And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he, may, he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of the firstborn was Joel. The, the name of the second was Abia. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walk not in his ways, but turn aside after Lori and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel and to Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all, all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and serve other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now there was therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. You can also read it for yourself. I, it could, I could go on, but I want to point out something about a nation. I'm not only speaking about the United States. I'm speaking about every civilized nation around the world. Anytime at any chance and in any season and in any era, a nation lose the sight of God, that nation is bound to fail. It doesn't matter how great your army is. It doesn't matter how powerful you are. It doesn't matter how patriotic you could be or was. I'm saying, I'm going to repeat myself. If you lose the sight of the creator, you're bound to fail. You're bound to fail. If you call yourself a Christian, be a Christian. If you call yourself a nation that revere God, be a nation that revere God. If you rise up priests and you rise up your own people and your thinking that God doesn't, do not know what you're doing, well, you will see the, 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 the judgment of God, hands. 
not, over, or not only over you, but over the nation, and even the very people will suffer the consequences of what people who should have done the right thing and they did not do the right thing. What will happen? You can go back into history. And history tells us a lot of things. When nations sin, when actually an individual sin, they will be judged. When a community sin, they will be judged. When a, when a town or a city sin, they will be judged. When a state or a county or a province sin, they will be judged. And when a country or a nation in general sin, they will be also judged. So none of us are immune from judgment. Nobody, no country, no nation, no language, no tongue, none of us are immune from judgment. There should be some righteous people who can give righteous and equitable advice to those who make decisions that will cause people to be in dismay and in terror that can prevent a lot of things that sometimes people put their trust in or they, they, uh, they hold so dear to them, but yet they have put God so far away from them. This nation, we need the Lord. I'm not speaking because I am with any political party. I have any personal interest. My interest is the things of God. A lot of people say that they are Christians. A lot of people say they, they, they are for God, but they do some things. You know them by their fruit. They are unfair. They are unjust. They don't judge equitably. When it comes to certain things, they distribute it unfairly, unjustly, and unequally. They, they, they just don't do the thing. That is the same thing why Jesus Christ has to come into this world. And when he came into this world, the same people turn around and put him on a cross. Because they were hypocrites. They were sinful men who had the law in their hands to judge uprightly. But they were not distributing the law equally and fairly. That is the reason why Jesus Christ came. And they would, they would, they would try to get him out so quickly. And that is the same thing that is repeating itself all over again. And the people has lost their nation. And they wind up in exile because of their sinful nature. Wind up in, in exile almost 75 years. And they, some of them are still in, in, in Iran, Iraq, the children of Israel. And now when you think about it, if they're going to fight a war, those are generations from those same Israelites. They're going to fight against their own people. So people forget. Because they, you know, people don't remember where their ancestors have been scattered all over the place. They, they maybe choose other gods. They start to worship other gods, but they are the same bloodline from the Jews, the Gentiles, all of these people. They are all mixed up. So it tells you that you love your neighbor as yourself and you prevent war at any cost. And you don't fight just because you love blood. When a person loves blood and likes to fight, it tells you that their vein is evil and their vein is sinful. Somebody in their bloodline has committed a, an atrocious sin and it is continuing through their bloodline. So they will give bad advice. They will give bad advice because they, they, their heart is sinful. Their heart is sinful. This country, not only this country, but throughout the world, this should be an example to most of us in this world, in the civilized world, to learn how to fast and pray for your nation, your country, and stop acting foolishly. They have all these religious organizations. They make millions of dollars off the people. And they have not helped the people. And if you don't care, most of them, they're going to be, be running uh, in exile, as what they have done in the 1940s, and in the 14th century, running from one place to the other. And they go back to another place and they do the same thing all over again. Because when they have been beaten up, torn up, uh, in other places, they cry out to God and God help them and they run to somewhere else. The, the human race, they have not learned. 
how to live with each other. And they have not learned how to appreciate the God who is the creator of all things. The more a man prosper, the more nation prosper, they want to fight, they want to kill each other, they want to destroy each other, and when they can destroy other people, they want to destroy their one another. They internally, they start to destroy each other. It tell you how sinful, how sinful man is. The devil is using them in day and day out, and they don't even know it. They drunk and sin. They do not know if it is day or night. They do not know what is right. They don't know what is wrong. Grown people, grown men and women, don't even know what is right or what is wrong. You can't even correct them because if you correct them, it, they take an offense to when you correct them that they are doing something wrong. Because even nature, even nature will tell you that you're doing something wrong. The very nature. You know you can't fly. A human being can't fly because you don't have wings. Only birds have wings. So if you go into a tree and try to jump off the tree, you know you're going to hurt yourself. Nature tell you you can't fly. So there's a lot of things when people don't know the difference between right and wrong. It tell you that the nation is in trouble. The nation is in trouble. I'm not only talking about the United States. I'm talking about the whole world. Germany was in, I think in earlier podcasts, I was talking about Germany, about what God has allowed. Sometimes when God is judging people, sometimes it doesn't look right. It looks as if people, politicians have been messing up or they, they have lacks or security have been lack, lacking. But no, sometimes God will put people to sleep. God will put nations and people to sleep. When you actually um, disregard God and put yourself in place, like as if you are so um, up to the task, like you can tell God what to do. God will put us to sleep. i give you an example about the coronavirus, even the very coronavirus. It creeps up on us as the wind blows from the east to the west. And from the north to the south. The air was poison. And, and all, how many people have died? Many, maybe a million people died or more throughout, those, throughout the world. If man was so astute in terms of what they are looking for and see and detecting and know exactly what, God, what is in the mind of God, so many people wouldn't have died. He tells you that we are limited. As people, we are limited. We need each other. We are made in the image of God. We are limited. We are limited. So the solution to all this nonsense is fasting and prayer. We need to fast and pray collectively, nationally, to restore order. Politically, and spiritually, we need to fast and pray. If you do not know how to fast, go to Matthew 6. Matthew 6 in the Bible, in the gospel. Matthew 6, even if you can fast for an hour, pray for your country, pray for your senator, pray for your politician, pray for your neighbor. Pray for civility. This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with culture. They, people are acting crazy because they are drinking the devil, the devil's soup. When you drink the devil's soup, you have nothing to think about but the nourishment that the devil gives you to cause you to either kill, maim, and cause chaos and destruction. And in your eyes, it seems right. It's like a man drunk on drugs. So if somebody who speak a different language or, or talk funny tell you don't do it, you might laugh and say that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Because if sin is in your vein, a man who speak of righteousness and tell you not to do something because you're going to hurt yourself and hurt others, it seems like it is an, he's talking foolishness to you. You will take an offense. Now you go to the book of Matthew, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, and it starts from verse 16. 
We need to pray forgiveness for each other. And that is my, uh, that, that, that is my um, way of uh, encouraging you. Encourage others. Get some oil, anoint your head and wash your, wash your face. And go on your knees and pray. To turn away the wrath of God. From chaos, foolishness, and to restore civility to the hearts of men. I didn't say institution. I said the hearts of men. Because these, in, these buildings and stuff cannot hold themselves up. It is men, women. Their hearts are sinful. Their hearts are sinful. If you listen to my earlier podcast, I was talking about the hearts of men. How their hearts are wicked. They make, they make evil laws to help upheld certain strata of society and dis, disenfranchise another strata of society. Do you think God doesn't see all these stuff? These are just lessons to us. Lesson to us. God is a just God. If God leave judgment unto man, man will never give each other a fair chance. That is why we need God in our lives. Because man is not fair. Man is not just. They need the Spirit of God in them to do the right thing. How to live right, talk right, how to treat each other. People think that if you don't treat each other right, you cannot live a good life. That's what the world teaches you. It seems that if somebody has to destroy somebody to live, where did man get that theory from? Where did man get that theory from? They have to destroy somewhere, something, in order for them to live. Where did they get that theory from? So are you telling me that you can't survive if you don't destroy somebody else? God is not limited. There isn't more than enough resources in this world for each and every one to live. As you maybe wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be here. I'm telling you, the hearts of men are sinful. It makes them become blind. It makes man become blinded. They're walking blinded. Their eyes, their, their hearts, and their ears need to be open to the love of God in order for them to stop doing some of the things that they be doing. Man is brutal to each other. I don't know why. I know it's sin. I know it's sin why they're so brutal to each other. They're brutal to each other. So I encourage you and, uh, you know, everyone to, to, uh, to fast and pray. Fast and pray and see, you know, it will turn this thing away. No, sin, sin, sin is in everything. Anything is of this world is enmity against God. When people, when people sin, there are consequences to every sin. The essence of God is truth, righteousness. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And when a grown person, even, even a baby, knows that hey, if, if, you, if a baby puts something um, dirty, if something fell on the ground and the baby put it in, in his or her mouth, and you said, don't do it, you maybe take it away and wash it or give it back to the child or take it away from the child, eventually you do it more than once, the child is going to realize that he or she is doing something wrong whenever they take stuff up. So even the grown person, when they, when they are doing something wrong, they should know. Sometimes people don't know because they're drunk and sin. That's why they don't know. That's why they don't know. But national sins and personal sins can cause destruction and cause a lot of problems in this um, world. It is, very, it is very sad. You know, if God has to bring shame and disgrace to a nation to take off their coat, take off their garments, take off their, 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 their denim, and exposes the, the, the underbelly of cruelty, sin, and an injustice and in order for them to see themselves 
Do you have to allow God to bring you to open shame before you change your attitude and your behavior? He does not take a microscope for you to see that. Now, one of the things that God would judge a nation and it actually, God doesn't just judge a nation. God usually warns them. God will warn you before he judges you. But because people are not into the things of God, because they make themselves God or make things around them become their God. So if I am warning the nation and the world about the judgment of God and why God allows certain things to happen, God is trying to tell you that the greatest of nations, the weakest of nations, God can bring it to its knees with a simple thing as the wind. The simplest thing as the wind. Go into the Bible and remember the children of Israel with the story about Gideon. And when he chose all these men to go and fight and he wind up after God told him to, 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 uh, to bring them to the river, to the, to, the, uh, to the brook and allow them to drink. And all those who, who, who drink like a dog, put their mouth in the water and drink like a dog. He have to discard them from the army. And the ones who drink and look and look out, those are the ones he kept. And it actually cuts down the number to about 300 men. But at the same time, they didn't have all these armor and stuff that like what people have in these modern day army. They didn't have all that stuff. Night goggles, all of that um, stuff that people have now, they didn't have stuff like those. And all they had was, was um, they had, um, they were breaking jars and, and, the, and the people started to use their sword on each other, kill each other. So it doesn't take a lot for God to destroy people. It looks as if people don't understand. People, God will allow you to turn on each other when you forget God. It sounds very bad and people might think that you, you, God is, the God that you know don't, don't do stuff like that. No, because you, some people from their born, they have never had an acquaintance with God. God is, a God is a just God. God is a God of judgment. If you don't know what judgment is, go back into your Bible and read or go to your dictionary and read what judgment is. He's a God of love. So not because he loves you, it doesn't mean that, so you don't tell me that your parents have never been, your, your parents have never um, chastised you for something. I reprimand you for something. God chastises they who he loves. So if God didn't love us, he wouldn't chastise us. So he's warning us that there is more to come. And we do not know where it's coming from. If it is within, without, or about, above, underneath, we don't know. Because none of us will never know the mind of God. Until when he tells us what, is it, what he's going to do. Come on, people. Let us, they who are of the church, we cannot depend on people of this world to start to fast and pray to turn away the judgment of God over this world and this nation and other places. We cannot allow the world, because the world is going to laugh at us. The world is going to just laugh just like how they were laughing at um, Noah and say that this crazy man building a, a boat and rain has not fell, rain has not came upon the land in a long time. And where he's going to sail because there was no water around. Don't be like these folks. Don't be like these folks. God is greater than every army. God, is, God made the whole, the, the whole atmosphere. He made everything. He made the whole galaxy. There's nothing on this earth that is greater than God. Why would God make a man, that man make things that is greater than him? God is not as crazy as us. So let us pray. Let us fast. Let us, let us um, you know, do the right thing and, and steer these things away from us. Not only us, they who love their family, their country, and love their neighbor as themselves. Let us fast and pray. We don't expect the ones who does not carry the character of God in them to do so. If they turn away from their sins and turn away from their wicked ways and do it, it would be wonderful. Instead of giving people money, food, all that stuff, you fast and pray for each other. 
for the hearts of men to change and to turn from their wicked ways. National sins can cause countries to destroy. David went and, and numbered the children of Israel. And he shouldn't have numbered them. And God actually destroyed 75,000 Israelites. That has recorded. It could have been more. Could have been less. But God destroyed them. Because of what he did. David has sinned because he was the head of Israel at the time. When leaders commit sin, the nation will suffer. They need biblical people, divine people, in these high offices to direct these people and to pray over them that they will make the right decisions. You need to pray for your leaders. Pray for them. It doesn't matter how crazy they may seem. We need to pray for them. They are just human, just like you and I. They are sinful, just like you and I. Pray for your leaders. Pray for them that they will make the right decisions. Pray for them. Pray for those who advises them that they will make the right decisions. And stop fighting over and stop fighting each other. Stop fighting each other. Because at the end of the day, everyone have to pay taxes. Everyone have to do the same thing. They have to eat, drink. They're going to live. They're going to die. So stop fighting each other. You don't have to fight each other to know that you're great or you're powerful. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. God is a good God. I will take a quick break. This is the prophet of nations speaking. And we will be right back. Praise God. Why are you burning down your whole house? My God, yeah. Look at it. They were created to burn down their house, yeah. Their hearts are algorithms, yeah. Even their mindset automated by AI. the prophet of nation speaking thank you for joining us um, for our weekly podcast uh, we're grateful to have you those are in the United States Canada the Grenada Jamaica Barbados the Virgin Islands the Turks and Caicos Islands Singapore Germany Ethiopia we're grateful to have you uh, we have some people from uh, uh, South Africa Ghana uh, we are grateful to have you share this podcast with your neighbor your friend um, you know, share it. You can play it over and over and time and time again. When you, when you, if you're having trouble sleeping, I've gotten reports of people having trouble sleeping and they listen to this podcast. They, it makes them fall asleep. And, um, it's not because it's boring. It is the word of God. So you can try it and you see, try it for yourself. It's not to put you to bed, but it's to listen to the word of God. You can find a nugget here or there. You know, so try it and see what happened. Remember to check us out at the, uh, the Way of Holiness Ministries dot com and uh, leave us a prayer request. Uh, check our books out on Amazon, paperback and Kindle. Court Spence Mishpat. And uh, remember to leave us a, a love gift. You know, whenever you come to the, the man of God with an empty hand, bring something in your hand. We take from 99 cents all the way up. You must know how much you can pay. So it's up to you. 
leave us a love gift. God will bless you and your family. Yes, we, we, we were talking earlier about um, a nas national sin. I, have, I didn't really get into a lot of detail, but whether it is small or great, sin is sin. And all sin will be judged. But it's more worse whenever you mess with the poor or a leader, you know, inconscionable, do things without guidance of the consequences of uh, who he does it to. You can bring a nation to its knees. So let us prevent that by praying for our leaders and those who are in power. We don't have to be political. It has nothing to do with political. Because what happened up there can affect you down there. What happened down there can affect you over there. What affect you over there can affect you around there. The world is interconnected. Even now than even before. So you might turn your head away and think that it doesn't matter. It does matter whatever happened. Wherever it happened in this world. It does happen. We have enough to pray about. And um, you know. Than to just sit back and just watch. The house burned to the ground. Go to the book of Ezekiel 8. Ezekiel 8 verses 6. And it said. He said furthermore unto me. Son of man. See though what they. They do. Even the great abominations. That the house of Israel. Committed here. That I should go. Far off. From my sanctuary. But turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. So he tell you that even when God judges people from the, the nonsense and the foolishness, you're going to find leaders come back and do something even worse. And this is the word of God. Thus said the Lord. That's what God is saying about what the leaders are doing because of their sinful nature. Their sinful nature. This is what God is telling you about the hearts of men. The hearts of men is extremely wicked. Now, when the Lord speak of Jerusalem, Egypt, Babylon, Israel, Jacob, God is speaking of his, his identical presence with a people or a nation. Some people think because when we say Jerusalem, we're talking about the Jerusalem in the Middle East. Sometimes it means the Jerusalem in the Middle East. But sometimes it doesn't mean the Jerusalem in the Middle East. Why would God use, talk about somewhere else and call it Jerusalem? Because God has his people there. And because Jerusalem referred to the capital of Israel, his people. So he would refer to that place as Jerusalem. Israel. In the Bible, God used Israel to identify his people he loved. And now we have the nation of Israel. Right? So he loved Israel, he loved his people. He uses the word Jacob. He loved Jacob. Jacob I love, Esau I hated. So God used these words or these names to identify his presence, his people, and what he's going to do. So sometimes people have it so twisted. They're so simple-minded that everything that is going to happen are everywhere in the world. There's no island, there's no country, there's no place in the world that God do not know where it's at. Some people might think and say, where is North America in the Bible? Trust me, there are things written in the Bible for North America. The Caribbean, Africa, Asia, Southeast Asia, wherever you may be, there is things written in the Bible for every place, everyone, and every human being. There is something in this book written for you.
But you can study it from Genesis to Revelation. You will not find it if God does not reveal it to you. So, God used the word Egypt. And some people might think that it is ancient Egypt. Yes, once, well, to some degree, yes, but God giving you reference, a reference to a place, a people, a thing, and what they were doing. What were they doing in Egypt? What, what Egyptian used to do? What lifestyle they were living? So God used the word Egypt as a way to identify you. God can call you an Egyptian because you may be sinful, you may be love things of this world, you love money, and all you think about is yourself. All that is about yourself and this world, that's what you think about. So God can use that word Egypt to identify you. God can, use, God can call you Israel. Why? Because God loves you, but you're sinful. You're not doing the things that God loves, but he still loves you. God might use the word Babylon. And God used the word mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon is a copy. A copy of Babylon. So God knew that there was going to be a country, a place, a system. Just as he has written about Babylon. Now remember what Babylon used to do, the original Babylon used to do. Remember what it used to do in its time of his glory and its power. And what has happened to Babylon? It is the same thing that is going to happen to mystery Babylon. So any country, any place that, that has adopted the same system, the same way of life, the, the same thing the people are doing, it is the same demise eventually those people going to meet as what has happened to original Babylon. The same thing. It is written in the word of God. But when we preach, when we teach, sometimes we don't have time to, if the, if the, if the Lord give us a prophetic word to put out there, we don't have to go and explain to you. If he said Jerusalem, are this or that, we have to go back and explain to you what it means. We have to give what God has given us to give. Because who have here to hear will hear. Who have eyes to see will see. A lot of people will be caught half guard because some people think that God is on vacation. Some people think that God is on vacation. God is not on vacation. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is alive and well in heaven. And he's watching, he's looking, he's listening, and he's executing judgment, justice among us as I speak. We are sleeping. Man are sleeping. The world got us drunk and we are asleep. But God is not, you know, on vacation. So, Jerusalem, Egypt, Babylon, Mystery Babylon, Jacob, Israel, these are, ID, these are the places God used to ID his word in his people or his way of judgment or what he's trying to tell you about an individual, a place, a thing, to make it make sense to you, the listener and the person who is prophesying. Some people have Egyptian mind. Some people have a Babylonian mindset. Some people have a Babylonian way of life and thinking. They are in church. They have a Babylonian mindset. Some of them are Israel. They act like Christian. They know God loves them, but they act like a Christian, but they are not a Christian. They act like a Jew, but they are not a Jew. That's what the word, the word of God meant. It doesn't mean that you are a Jew. Jew, Jew, Jewish person. It means that you, you are a Christian or you act like one. You do everything. You go to church, you sing on the choir, you read the Bible, you, you study, you pray. You do everything that they say. You do every ritual that they tell you, told you to do. But in your heart, you're not of God. You're not of God. There are many organizations, there are many things out there. There's no way you can be a child of God and be a racist. 
whether you're black or white, you cannot be a child of God and be a racist. I know people are going to say, well, I'm not one, but you will know who you are because God is not blind. God is not deaf. He's not dumb. God have eyes to see and God made you and me. You cannot be a child of God and be hateful. You're angry at everybody. You're mad at everybody. You're mad at the world. Those things are not of God. Jerusalem. Israel capital. City taken by its second king David. By um, the Jebusites. Once the city of Judah. It is called by several or other names in the, in, in the Bible. Salem, Ariel, the city of God, and the holy city of Zion. God's fortress or high place. It is named because of two great mountains. It is situated around um, the mountain of Summerley. It is the name means foundational possession of peace, which harmonizes with the book of Ezekiel 43, verses 7 to 12, a city so ancient that the Egyptian texts from the 3rd century BC refer to it as Jerusalem nativity, said the prophet Ezekiel, comes from the land of Canaan, being the product of a mixed marriage, so to speak its father was an Amorite and its mother a Ittite. Ezekiel 16 verses 3, the origin um, foreshadow its destiny to host, produce, a shelter all nation as in it is written in the book of Acts 2 verses 1 to about 13. Shows its fulfillment. The Amorites and the Ittites were two of the ten nations the Lord told Abraham his descendants were called to this place. You go to the book of Genesis also, Genesis 18 and 21. And he can give you a bunch more. So Jerusalem is an ancient name and it actually referred to a city as I was telling you earlier. Jerusalem. Um, Jeshurun is also a poetic name for Jerusalem. It's also a poetic name. It's almost like if you said um, uh, Yankee or a New Yorker. So you know that you're talking about the people of New York. Are you talking about people of um, British? They're from the UK. So, so that is like a poetic name. So you said, well, we were talking and we were walking with the British people. Or the, the people in the, the two Yankee. Or, you know, that's what it means. So the, the Egyptians... Egypt is actually, um, the, the, you know, Egypt is in Africa, which was the way the place where the Pharaoh, they, uh, they operate, and they, 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 the children of Israel voluntarily go down into into bondage because of the the famine. So there are many places from. So you know, from creation, people have been moving from place to place, and people have been mistreated. The Babylonians mistreat the children of Israel. The the the. Uh, the Egyptian mistreated the children of Israel. They mistreated them. As I was saying that Jeshurun, God's poetic um, name for his beloved nation, Israel. And the phrase means something akin, excuse me, akin to his upright one or my upright nation. It may also be defined as God's land of righteousness. Jeshurun as expressed in the scripture, is Yahweh, Yahweh term of endorsement of his covenant people. You can see it in Deuteronomy 32, 15, and Deuteronomy 33, 5 to 26, Isaiah 44, verses 2. So God used these names as a way to identify his people. To identify his people. So when we speak in prophetic terms, when we give prophetic word to God's people, so those who have here to hear, they will hear. And those who have eyes to see, they will see. That is why we speak the way we speak. 
prophetically. So sometimes when you speak something prophetically, people are asking you, what does it mean? Sometimes you don't have time to explain to people what it means. If it is for you, you will hear it. But if it is not for you, you won't hear it. It's not because we are hiding anything from you. We have nothing to hide. It tells you that you need to do what everybody is supposed to do, stay in the word of God. Everybody is not going to be saved. Everyone is not going to be saved, but you need God to keep you in this world. If you think you can live by it, live and keep yourself, no man can keep himself. No one can keep himself. Go to the book of Deuteronomy, um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 2, verses 2, and it says, Go and cry into the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus said the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, and the love of thy exposal. When thou wentest afar, sorry, wentest after me in the wilderness, in the land that was not sown. You go to Revelation, in the book of Revelation, which is Revelation, Revelation 2. Revelation is a serious book. Revelation 2, verses 9. Listen what it says. Listen what it says. I know thy works and tribulation and thy poverty, but thou art rich. I know thy blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. We were talking about that earlier, about people who say they are Christians, but they are not. They say that they are prophets, but they are not. They prophesy, but God speak not to them. They say they are Christians. They say they have all these organizations. They have all these different names to the organization. But at the same time, they, they perpetuate bigotry, racism, division, in, in, in equity in society. And all they are doing is to scrape all they can out of the pan, out of the, the, the piggy bank, for themselves and think that is going to save them. We cannot take nothing with us when we leave this earth. Not even the very clothes they bury you in. You cannot take with you because you're going to leave it in the casket, in the grave. And if you were of God or if I was of God and if they were of God, we would love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And if you love yourself, you would love me. But if you don't love yourself, you won't love me. You would not love me if you don't love yourself. So I know you don't love yourself by the way you treat yourself and the way you treat me. And I know that you are not of God by the way you treat me. By the way you treat me. Revelation 3, verses 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. That is the word of God. That is the word of God. When I was speaking earlier about how our oh, uh, to fast and pray and why what is the purpose of fasting and prayer other pe people has different different meaning of fasting and prayer and what the purpose of it fasting is actually you're giving up your your flesh this old flesh to draw closer to god because your spirit man need to draw closer to the creator in order to bring about not only change but it actually protects you because think about it god made all things even the very devil God made it. He can run, act as if he know everything and do everything I want to destroy everybody. But trust me, God made him. And in order to stay clear from him and to be victorious in battles against him and his will and what he has for you, you draw closer to God. So fasting the prayer, fasting in prayer and the word of God Staying in the word. Do the things that is righteous in the sight of God. Draw you closer to God. He make you pure. 
The devil don't like when you're pure. He like when you're filthy. Because when you're filthy, he can magnetize you. He can throw anything at you. And it's stuck to you and you have no other choice than to use it against your brother and your sister. That is how you know sin is in people based upon what they do. They have sin in them. They like to first fight. They like to kill each other. They have sin in them. That's why. Or they have sin in their bloodline. Somebody in their family committed sin. That is why they like to kill each other. Rob each other. Destroy each other. Listen to the word of God. Go to the book of Esther and read it for yourself at home. You can read it for yourself and listen what happened with the story with Mordecai. He was a Jew. He was an uncle to Esther. Esther was the queen to the king. But the king had a wife before Esther. But the queen was a little, she was a little above herself. Because you think because maybe she, she's the wife, she don't have to cook, she don't have to go and entertain the guests and introduce herself. And she didn't, she don't think that she had to do that. Because she's already a queen. So the, the king get rid of her. Because she was a headache. And then the, 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 the king sent out his, his uh, advisors to find him a, a wife. And they come across um, this, this Jewish girl. But God has created the, the circumstances hard in the heart of uh, Vashti. So Esther could go into, um, into, the, into the, uh, the high places, into the, into the temple or to the kingdom in order to Save the Jews, and then Esther introduced. So how how would Esther, as a young lady, how would she know how to fast? They were about to destroy one of the advisors to the to the to the to the king in in Babylon, about to destroy the Jews, and they 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 fasted for three days. And the same person who built that gallow to hang Mordecai, he wind up was hung on the same gallows, his family, even his donkey, his mule, everything that they had was turned into a dungeon because of God turned it in the spirit. In the spirit. So even if you fast to do something bad, you can't do nothing bad with being fasting because it's, you're not God. You're not the one who's doing it. God will see fit. So you have to have a pure heart as to what is justified that you ask God for. Fasting can steer, steer away clear judgment from a nation. I, I, I show these folks in those churches that be um, doing political drive and stuff like that, they're never going to tell you that because they are not really church. I guarantee you they are not no church. You know what they are. I don't have to tell you what they are. We know what they are. As I read in Revelation 3, 9, Revelation 2, it is the same thing. I, I just tell you. They act like they are Jews, but they are not. They act like they are Christian, but they are not. We know they are not because they are not doing the will of God. We know what the house of God look like. We know what the house of God should look like. Beautiful edifice, stained glass and all that stuff. That is not church. It is your heart. The heart of man, that you love your neighbor as yourself. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. One God. If your God you pray to and the God I pray to is the same, why don't you love me and why don't I love you? Sometimes they say the God they pray to, they say God. But maybe the God I pray to, maybe that's not the same God they pray to. Maybe the God they pray to, maybe that's not the same God I pray to. In the book of Acts, where he tells you that we should be all on one accord. The Bible said they were on one accord in Jerusalem. What one accord mean? We all praying about the same thing. We all want the same thing. But we were sincere at heart to what we want. And they said there was a mighty rushing wind came down on the people. And they were all filled. They all had cloven tongues. They started speaking one in, in one voice with men of Crete, Arabian, proselyte. Listen now, they are from different countries. They are different people. 
they were all speaking in different tongues because they were on they were on one accord if you're playing in a band and, and everybody playing B flat G minor G major but if you're playing G major G minor and I'm playing A A sharp you, you cannot identify the sound because it's just too much wrangling and, and, and mishaps going on. You don't know where to, to bop your head. You don't know where to bop your head here or there. You don't know where to. Because you don't know what next is coming. It might be a flat. It might be a, it might be, it might be a sharp key coming. You don't know where. So you have to be consistent in what you do. It, it means that you have to be on one accord with each other. Be on one accord. Prophets must be in these places of government. It's because people, if you go to Revel um, Exodus 18, that is how government is supposed to be set up. People just have, what do you call it, um, formula, um, they, they, they have the, the formality. You know, they formalize just having a little service. They use the Bible and they swear in people. But it should be more than that. They need people of God in these places of... Um, counsel to these people in high places to bring civility to the modern world it's too much the, the devil is loose the devil is loose in this world a lot of us are gonna lose our civility if we don't if we don't get to these people in in um in power to let them know that some of these things that they be doing is is just is just wrong just because they want to stay in power they want to stay in power because, because they, they just like to be in power and talk, talk trash. Any leaders that curses their people will never stand. It is written in the word of God. No leader that curses his own people can ever survive. They will always fall. The Bible said when Solomon, um, he, made, he made an oblation and he, he, he they, they made a sacrifice unto the Lord to consecrate the temple. When they built it, Solomon's um, house, and it, the Bible said it, that the fire came down and, and consumed the, the 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 sacrifice, and the Bible said Solomon blesses the people. Mark my word as I tell you, as a prophet of God, I tell you, leaders, churches, they should bless their people. Any leader that robs, steal, cheat from the people. They will not survive. There are spiritual rules that how people or leaders or people in charge should behave. With people who are in under their, their domain. They will not survive. I do not care what they do, who's there, what friends they have. God is over is in charge of everyone. Not one person, everyone. Whether you love God or not, God is still God for you. It's necessary for these prophets and these people to be in the house of where they give counsel politically. There are some countries that set up their own opaque uh, uh, autocracy. But, you know, we know how they reach there. Well, you know, that is their trouble, but we're talking about the Western world and how we should be. We need Jesus. We definitely need Jesus. You know, we should we should do better. We should we should do better. But the hearts of men, the hearts of these people are very wicked. And um, that is one of the reasons why they, they they lost their way. I'm grateful to to come to you with uh, these few words that um, I hope you'll find it interesting. God is a good God. We, we uh, jo join us. Join us every, every week. You know, and we, and we're thankful to have you. you. You keep our company. God bless you. Have a great weekend. See you soon. This is the Prophet of Nation. Life is like a dream, yeah.
It's not like what it seems, yeah We are living amongst the living yeah. Life is like a dream, yeah It's not like what it seems, yeah We are living amongst the living I am born again Oh Jesus, our white words, yeah Oh God, yeah to listen to my words, to know my daughters of the preacher man, my guardian, oh my sons, listen to my words, to know my daughters of the preacher man, my guardian.